0: I'm Rose Anthony. Welcome back to Book for God. Without further ado, let's hop into the second part of the podcast. All right, let's get into it. All righty. So, you think so? There is a decline in marriages, and people are also like, "Well," or I say, "There's a decline in divorce," and people are like, "Oh, it's because there's a decline in marriages." Unless people are getting married, there's only a seven percent, seven percent difference though, from forty-eight to forty-one. So with all those people not getting married, what do you think they're doing?
1: I think people want to serve themselves more than they want to serve anybody else. I think they want to focus on themselves and be self-oriented and be like, I want to work for myself. I want to do all this for me. Instead of saying, yeah, you know what? I want to sacrifice myself for this person. I want to grow in a relationship. And not only that, but growing a relationship with god with that person mm-hmm. it just oh Isabella what do you think
2: so i was a little confused by the question you said what Girl. do you think the people that are 48 to 41 to 48 doing or no.
0: what so that that was a percentage so prior 40% divorce rate now 41 7% difference with less people marrying what do you think so there's less people marrying oh. meaning there's less divorces but it's only like a 7% difference so there's less people marrying what do you think those singlehood people, or people who are not married, are doing now if they're not marrying each other.
2: Well, they're playing house. They're living in the same house together, That's getting it. the same financial benefits, and um, they're not getting married. And the thing, marriage is a commitment. And you're just if if you're a woman and you're if your guy says to you, "Hey, I don't want to get married. I want to wait. I up uh, for like fourteen years, and then eventually maybe we'll get married." But I just don't really like the idea of marriage. That's a red flag, ladies. Ladies, run. Yep. <laughs> you don't need that. Yeah, that that man is scared of commitment. And um, as a women, we can be really quick to commit. And um, in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. Um, but just make sure, women, that when you are committing and when you are getting married, you choose the right guy. Because um, I think it was 80% of divorces start with women, wasn't it?
0: I don't know. I don't have All right, the on the women's
2: side? Up. I I don't have the statistic pulled up, but I'll pull it up in just a second. But um, it's, um, it is proven that more women break up. More women start divorces than men. And so... I mean, when- you could
0: actually uh, speak to that with your... Okay, so I was like, you could actually speak to that. Because your father, you know, he's not the one to initiate, actually. His last spouse was the one to initiate that. So, I mean, with... From self-experience, you could say that's true.
2: I could also say that experience from my dad, but also from me. I think my first relationship, I don't know how much I want to talk about it, but my first relationship. Um, Just
0: say, who broke it up?
2: It was me. Who okay. started it? Who okay. broke it up? It was me. <laughs> I com—I was first to commit, first to quit. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, actually, <laughs> I don't want this.
0: For, the, for that person out there, if you're listening, God loves you. <laughs> Uh, Yes, uh,
2: yes, uh, yes, uh, I agree with with my my, um, podcast podcast host on that one.
0: (laughs) So, to retouch on the subject, qresearch.org states in their um, research, in quotations, married adults are more likely to feel, or not more likely to feel, married adults are more likely than those who are cohabitating to say that they have a great deal of trust in their spouse or partner to be faithful to them and act in their best interest, always to tell them the truth and handle money responsibly. I think it's funny because, of course, if your spouse and you're married, if they're committed compared to those who are cohabitating, of course, you're going to feel you could have more trust and faith in them mm-hmm. and that they're acting in your best interest. It's kind of dumb to assume that they're not somebody who's committing versus somebody who is not committing. What do you guys think? I think it's kind of obvious why they feel that way. But-
2: oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I understand. I understand. Okay. So what What are your thoughts? Do you want to go first, Oh, uh,
1: I was just going to say that they feel more secure in their relationship. They don't feel like, oh, but you can leave me when you're married. I mean, you. I guess they could leave you, but it's way harder.
0: <laughs> I was talking to somebody at work the other day, and he's like, well, I mean, there's a divorce and marriage. And I'm like, yeah, but it was never supposed to be governed or ordained. Marriage is supposed to be God-ordained, and yep. it says what two people, or what he's brought together, let nobody separate. So there was no supposed, there's not supposed to be divorce lawyers and money and division of what you make. It was supposed to be ordained by God and never be separated. So I think mm-hmm. it's funny because people are like, well, you could still divorce whether you get married or not. And, you know, not getting married is just being cheaper about it. But I think it's being less committed. And this research even says it, that people who are married feel more mm-hmm. um, trusted by their spouse to be more faithful truthful and always handle things better than those who are just oh um let's just not marry but live together i mean that's like reaping all the benefits without committing at it all it's milking the cow and not paying for it or reaping exactly, it
1: exactly is what oh. i was thinking <laughs> yeah
2: I think that's uh, interesting where you you bring up the quote is, like, milking the cow. Why would you buy the cow when you get the milk for free? That's what they say. There it is. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it, it comes, like, I think that quote reminds me of what the once, or sorry, the still is great Beyonce once said. If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it.
0: Honestly, the great theologian fiancé the once said, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. That would not fly in today's society. Oh, no, but like, if you liked it, then you should have just moved in with it.
1: Well, <laughs> no, but there is that verse. Now I don't know the address of it, but there is a verse where it says that blesses the man that finds a wife.
0: Dude, yeah. You know? I can, I can attest, not completely yet, but I can attest to it. Yeah. So, so people who are not committing, so cohabitating, people who are actively deciding not to marry but live together and play house, what do you think the reasons are for moving in together?
1: Easy. Mhm. They feel like, oh yeah, we can have, we can have fun. We can, you know what? Like it's like less strings attached is what it is. It's saying that you are not gonna have as many repercussions, and you can say if anything. You can say, I can leave this relationship. You won't have to deal with divorce lawyers. You won't have to deal with all this stuff. You won't have to deal with kids. Unless if you have kids, I would like this different. It makes it
0: easier to uncommit, huh?
1: Exactly. It does. All of a sudden, you're like, you know what? This is not going to work out. You don't need no divorce lawyers or anything. You can just walk out, literally.
0: (laughs) I was talking to the guy at work. Like, I was saying prior, prior, and he's like, well... I was telling him, I was like, well, if you're not married and you're just living together, it allows you to just leave when things get hard. It's like, well, this is a little bit bumpy. I'm going to dip now because we're not married, anyways. And while you, if you are married, it does make the process a little bit harder. It's not supposed to happen when you are married. You're supposed to stick it out. And if you pick the wrong partner, it could partially be attributed to you. But at the same time, you have to take into account, like, you are the person who's picking who you're with. Mm -hmm. But the reasons why, according to studies, that People who cohabitate marry, it says, so 38% of them marry because it makes sense financially. No, not married. 38% of them do it because it's easier financially Who cohabitate compared to 13% who do it. So marriage. So 13% of people who are married do it because it makes financial uh, sense. Now 38% of it cohabitating do it because it makes financial sense. So they're doing, more people are doing it because it makes financial sense it's convenient and <laughs> it says down here they are their partner were pregnant so uh we see that the reason why is because it's easier it makes sense financially and that it's because it's they're they're probably pregnant so they're probably just committing to each other without committing to each other compared to people who are married or more likely to do it out of love companionship and they wanted to make a commitment
2: yeah it's verbatim it's they're, they're saying it without saying it it's like Oh, it's easier financially, it makes more sense. You just be like, oh, it's easier to not commit to this person. They, they're just saying it. They're just saying, oh, I, I, don't, I didn't want to make a commitment. they just saying, like I said, it's just verbatim.
0: Yeah, they're more likely to do it out of selfish desires. Like, oh, it's easier financially, it's more convenient, and or you're pregnant or I'm pregnant. So we should just, you know, live together compared to married people who do it out of love, companionship, and they want commitment. So I think that's funny because... I mean, it just shows that people are not committing, but they're just living together and playing house. And then they could play divorce and leave whenever they want because they never committed in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think it's sad because it leaves men and or I think mostly women in a bad spot. If somebody just dips because mm-hmm. you allowed that to happen. And it, like believing it to work out and it's not working out and you're just kind of
1: left where you're at. So do you think there is a rise or
0: dip in two parents in a first marriage with a child? Sorry. Okay, so from 1960 to 2014, because I don't have the newest one, do you think that there is more first-time marriages with um, kids? Do you think it's like the people who are in marriages right now, I'm really worried this wrong. Do you think there's more married couples... Who have kids that are together still, or they're—I don't even know how to word this.
1: Are you talking oh, about like wait, wait, wait. divorce or pre-pregnancy before
2: you
0: no. get married, or what? No.
1: Are you saying that are there more single parent homes than?
0: It kind of goes homes? into it, but basically, since 1960, 73 percent of uh children growing in diversity and family life arrangements. From 1960 to 2014, we went from 73% of two parents in a first marriage to 46% of two parents in a first marriage with a kid. So that shows how there was two parents in a first marriage with a kid being really high in 1960. Compared to 2014, it's 46%. I understand. Now with that, we see a rise in two parents in a remarriage. We see a rise in cohabitating parents, which did not exist in 1980, but in 2014. It just pops up in the chart. In it didn't seven-
2: exist at all in 19? In
0: the chart, it did not show up at all. Okay. But in 2014, it shows that there's like a 7% for cohabitating parents, so people who are not married that are playing house pretty much. We see a rise in single parents, people with no parents, kids with no parents, and then we see a uh, remarriages of parents on a rise as two parents in the first marriage dip. I know that's a lot of words.
2: So everything's a mess, basically, what you're saying.
0: Yeah, we pretty much see a rise in single parents people who want to play marriage and they have kids or remarriages with kids. I'm actually part of a remarriage with kids. Thoughts?
2: Uh, I'm also a part of a remarriage with kids. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, I don't know um, much about the first part of it, but the second, um, I'm really happy with the family that I have and um, seeing the couples and married couples that i have around me um
1: i want to aspire to be like them i don't know about you Yuvia. well i um i grew up with my both both my parents um but they they almost divorced when i was younger but they didn't and the reason for that is because it's because they chose god they were like you know what let's work on this mm-hmm. and they really i mean praise god now they they're two people that i've never seen two people love each other more than my friends do for sure but they're high school sweethearts and yeah anyway but
0: awesome how if you just worked on a relationship it could work out
1: crazy it's
0: like oh yeah we could just split or we could work on it and mm-hmm. you test how the relationship's better now yeah. it talks
2: about this in first corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 and 11. And it says, Now to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife reason the Bible talks about this is not because it wants you to follow the rules or not to have any fun or never to fall in love again.
0: Or even stay in an abusive relationship. Exactly. It's not what it thinks. Like. So like, you want them to stay in an abusive relationship no, or a codependency. No, no. But technically, according to the Bible, we're not supposed to be codependent on our spouses. We're supposed to be codependent upon God.
2: It's, um, it's all about, like, you have this bond with this person that you formed it's your flesh becoming fleshless so it talks about in genesis when adam says you're flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone it's it's you're a part of that person and it's it's the tearing. It's like when you glue two pieces of paper apart. When you try to tear them apart, it's going to rip no matter what. <laughs>
0: those pieces of paper, though, still fit each other. And they don't fit a different ripped piece of paper.
2: <laughs> I'm getting really deep into the metaphor, but you get the point. on what God says about it.
0: Great theologian Beyonce once said, put it right
1: A great theologian. So, okay. so, in
0: 2017, there is about... So... I'm reading this says more Americans say society and freedom make their life meaningful now than in 2017. Fewer mention romantic partners. So percentage of people who mention what gives them meaning in life. So in 2017, it's like, is this different percentages? So it's a little bit low, but all of them make a complete hundred. So it says society, places and institutions in 2017, 8% said that that make them, that gives them meaning in life. In 2021, 14% say that society, places, and institutions give a meaning. Uh, we go from a 5% to a 9% in 2021 on freedom and independence being what gives them meaning. And this is just 2017 or 2021. So this is like two years old. And then now we see a rise from the outdoors. So from 2% in 2017 to 4% of what gives them meaning, which I don't know how the outdoors gives you meaning in life. So we see a <laughs> drop... We it's the drop. trees. Yes, yeah, trees. <laughs> we love the world, but <laughs> Mother Nature. But no, uh, it says now. So in 2017, 20 percent of people said that spouses and romantic partners gave a meaning. Now in 2021, there's nine percent of people say that. So we see a drop in people. I mean, as a whole, thinking that relationships or partners are meaningful or give them meaning. Technically, none of this gives them meaning. But we see that there's less interest in partners in commitment
1: you just so while you were saying that um just reminded me of well just not reminded me just made me think this world wants us to be defined by the things that we do this world wants us to be defined as you know a strong business woman or defined as maybe even as a wife define
0: Or as a buff man.
1: Yeah, or that. A buff man, a gym bro, whatever the case may be, the world wants to define us about things, but the word says that we're defined by Christ. That's why so many people feel so unfulfilled, even in relationships, because you're finding your identity in that instead of finding your identity in Christ. And When you find your identity in Christ... Then you, as a person, as a human being, then you will be full. Then you will be filled. Just, just how many times in Psalms does it say that Lord, your your words fill me? That they it fills our cup. <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> you reminded me of something. And I'm just being silly. So, very, very silly. You
2: are very empowered by the Holy Spirit, right there. I just feel like.
0: Michael's church is like Lord
2: no, Jesus, come upon no, no. me.
0: <laughs> but no, um, you reminded me. So I was reading a book called Wild at Heart, and it talked about how um it's dangerous in relationships and I can attest for a part of time I felt okay if I have a beautiful woman a woman who looks good think about it in society kings Mm -hmm. who had beautiful wives that gave them status it made them like you could be the most powerful king and have an ugly wife or be a really crappy king or a king that just has no power but has the most beautiful wife that anybody has that's going to make him have some status compared to the most powerful king because the wife is a status for the king. And so some people will be like, oh, you know, the Bible's like what views women as objects, but it doesn't. Uh, It actually empowers them to be independent because we're not looking, we're not dependent upon the man. We're dependent upon God actually. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, If you are a man in a relationship and a woman's looks or her attributes or whatnot, define how good of a man you are, you're finding your manhood or your masculinity from femininity Mm -hmm. and you cannot find masculinity in femininity. And if you're a woman in a relationship with a man and how good your man is, how much money he makes, makes you feel more like a woman or makes you feel like you're having feminine qualities based off your man, you cannot find femininity in masculinity. So not find as a man, your masculinity or what makes you a man from a woman. And if you're a woman, you can't find what makes you a woman from a man. And if you're looking in those places, which we do see in society, you're, I mean, of course you're not going to be fulfilled because you're looking in the wrong place. You're expecting a man to find femininity and a woman to find masculinity. Thoughts, comments, and concerns.
2: I really <laughs> have really good thoughts. Um, <laughs> in the book of Esther... Esther. Esther? It's Esther. The king got rid of his old wife.
0: Know, he's like, bye.
2: And so she something her. like you said that could be used uh, for the king's pleasure, which was one of the things that before Esther got chosen as queen, she went through. I think it was six months of beauty treatments. Yeah. Twelve months. I think it was six or twelve months yeah. of beauty treatments treatment of just pouring so much perfume over her that she literally became the perfume. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, she was the pot.
1: Awesome. Yeah, she was
2: the pot. <laughs> But,
1: She's
2: a candle. <laughs> a walking candle. <laughs> Imagine that. Ladies, that would be really nice. But that's not where she found her identity. Instead of using that for her own pleasure, she used that to forward God's kingdom. She used those beauty treatments to not only please the king and be submissive uh, to him so she could gain his favor, so she could save the Jews from being murdered. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one way that if you... That's when we, we could use our beauty to God's advantage. Exactly. <clears throat> People
0: want to talk about blacks being oppressed when the Jews were oppressed way longer. I mean besides that, I mean, Whoa.
1: well
2: I mean we're not gonna <laughs> get into it, but in okay. society Wow, right on the next area. <laughs> no, think well. about it. We had
0: um, we had not concentration camps, but we had camps for Japanese during I think Pearl Harbor and we Jews were oppressed way prior to that. Before slavery, and people don't even really read the history textbooks. Black people enslaved other black tribes and then sold it to Europeans to bring across the ocean. We're not getting into that, though. We're talking okay. about relationships.
1: But this is <laughs> okay. like
0: a little so, off-topic
1: thing. I so First Peter 3, 3 through 4. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God esther not only was she beautiful outwardly because she was she was beautiful inwardly Mm -hmm. you know that comes out i cannot tell you how many times where it's like me as a girl right and that's like wow that guy's like really handsome and then he opens his mouth and all of a sudden it's like you are not handsome anymore you're very ugly because it's true Mm -hmm. because the person's personality will come out it will come out.
0: Makes a 10 of one and a 1-a-10.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, and so we think, man, Lord, like, how are we supposed to, as women, how are we supposed to achieve this? How are we supposed to achieve, Esther, achieve this? And there's a verse, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is not I, no longer who... It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Like, that that right there tells us as women, it's not through our strength that we're going to be able to be... A part of God's order, you know? And it's not in our strength that we're going to we're going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm like the best woman." No. In fact, we should be, you know, humble and all that. But besides that, both we parties
0: got to be humble.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, humbleness should be on both sides. Yeah, it's
0: definitely <laughs> not like, a, "Oh, we make women, uh, you know, weak and all that." No, we make them humble. But men are also <laughs> humble as well.
2: W-wrist. W risk. You know, like
0: Oh, you know, oppressing women who like people in the church who are women are oppressed because they're part of the church. But no, both parties are supposed to be humble Mm -hmm. because we're ultimately answering to God, not each other.
1: Exactly, men. Please remember that the word says that you are supposed to love your wife as God loves the church. Jesus loved the church, meaning Jesus Uh, died for the church.
0: (laughs) Means you gotta die for the That means you gotta love her enough to do it.
1: But even then, Christ set such a beautiful example of what marriage is and what relationships are.
0: And he didn't <laughs> even get married. He still did a better job than people who are married.
1: married. Right. Preach it, man. Right? <laughs> it's so true.
0: There is about a 29% singlehood in 1990, and there's about a 38% singlehood today. So wow. I mean we do see more singles.
2: Oh, you know why that is.
0: Because everybody's becoming bi or whatever. I don't but know.
2: Even I thought it because... Um, I would assume that everybody's singles because you you don't don't need standards. Well, standards, yes. But one of the reasons I would think is because you think of how pornographic driven our society is right now. And think about like, why would you have the real thing when you can get the Internet? You got the milk. You need the cow. Well, okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) You don't need any emotional attachments. You don't have any of the consequences.
0: Yeah, you could get all the benefits, get whatever you want when you want it, and you'll have to deal with the women at all.
2: Exactly, exactly, which is just so wrong in so many ways.
0: And women find their trade-off in feminists, feminism. They're like, "Well, we don't need men because men are nothing." Even though a man is sad them. because
2: that's a trap from the devil. Because women are seeking, they're they're seeking something to find purpose in, they're and finding it in and themselves. in in this. Like I said, this pornographic, so sexually driven society that women are feel like we're in a, they're in a society where women are so sexualized, where they're desperate to find meaning in something, and so they turn. But Satan whispers in their ears, like, but find it in
0: their like sexuality. Find
2: line. it. Find yeah. it in. Their femininity. Be be strong in who you believe you are, not in who God says you are. And that's where they find purpose. And it's sad because you know these women are
1: desperate to find purpose in something, and they're just not finding it. They're filling their God-shaped hole in their hearts with literally anything else.
0: I have something to plant, like the bounce off of your sink. So think about it um in a relationship there is like for men you got to deal with women it then for women they got to deal with men but think about it for men you got to look at it this way so you got to deal with the emotions the money all this other stuff so there's a there's like a reap and a reward but there's also like an investment you have to actually plant the seed whereas the other route that men could take they don't have to plant the seed they just get whatever they want when they want it and they leave so men it's like that's what i'm saying it's probably just less commitment because men could just not commit and get what they want and then just dip out whenever they want mm-hmm. compared to actually being with the woman sowing the seed reaping it coiling and coming out better at the end of it they just be like well i could go here get what i want dip and same with women women um and with saying that there is like a there's a sexuality on both sides but with saying that there is a heavily acceptance of like promiscuity among men and women, not only within that side of it, with what men go to, but also in music, I mean, think about like uh, Lizzo or like Megan the sally and like the song's like vadi at it like you think about it it's considered empowerment for women now to sexualize themselves and then they expect men to respect them when they 're sexualizing themselves in video and in um, music
2: exactly I think at the Grammys when um uh, I forgot the at the grammys when they uh, pu- put wap on they were saying that was empowering to a woman if you I know, know the context empowering. you know the context of that song it that not
1: that's diminishing prayer, worship and
0: prayer. wap true. is worship and prayer no. it, it does not mean that guys do not say that <laughs> no, but were you gonna say something
1: no just that i can really agree how on earth are we as women expecting men to respect us let's say um and let's promiscuous. right it's like oh no but it's okay if i wear this tiny weenie tiny little like bikini, whatever, it's okay if I wear that. You
0: should have self-control, you should have self-control and know what to wear.
1: Exactly, and look, if you know as a woman, hey, I know that I was not, then that's the guys, right, so it falls on both sides, I believe, it falls on the woman to know, hey, I know that if I dress this way, I'm gonna get this kind of attention, that's just how it's gonna be, exactly, but look at kids, look at kids, 13-year-old girls, 12-year-old girls that are posting on social media.
0: It's in, not even a media, it's in like television, I was watching a show the other day with my sister on Netflix, and it was called The Babysitter's Club. And it's about these girls who are in uh, eighth grade or below who run a babysitting club. So besides that, they're like literally little girls. The girl said something in the show, and she's like in like seventh, sixth grade. And she said socioeconomic something like oppression or something like that. And I'm like, no little kid is going to say that no little kids running a babysitting company or as a CEO or whatever. Like they're talking like they're adults. And on top of that, the little girls, like she had her whole hair done up like an adult woman who was going to a business meeting. She was dressed in a more matured way. And I'm like, dude, you're in like sixth or seventh grade in the show. And she was wearing makeup. And I'm like, if I was a kid seeing that, I would want to be like that girl or that guy who's either buff or looking good or it runs a business even though they're literally children. I know we're going off tangent, but
1: <laughs> I mean it's a fun tangent. <laughs> it
0: is a fun tangent, but like think about it. that We also see the, like the push from society. So that could also be reason why people in relationships and whatnot are less committed. I mean think about it. There's a pressure to just be really materialistic now. So yeah. you have to yeah. look this good, you have to you know perform this way or whatnot. And if you think about it, if you get married or you're just cohabitating, you're going to get old. You're not going to look the same. So to think that you're getting married strictly for looks is really just misleading because mm-hmm. it says in the Bible, um, charm is in vain. No, charm is... Yeah. Charm
1: it's in Proverbs. Is, let
0: me Let me paraphrase it. Okay, it's okay. Like
1: paraphrase. Go for it. <laughs> is,
0: uh, charm is in vain. Beauty is, No. Charm <laughs> is deceitful. Beauty mm-hmm. is in vain. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but a woman who loves God is to be feared, something like
1: that. fears the Lord, who fears the Lord
0: is to be praised, or something mm-hmm.
2: like that. Yeah, Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30. Yep.
0: You can say it correctly now, Isabella.
2: <laughs> oh, no, I'll let Yuvia do it. Are you sure? Okay,
1: yeah. Uh, it says, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Now, question is... Same goes for men. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the same goes for men. The question is, what happened to women? Mm-hmm. Where is... Our empowerment in this. Why did our empowerment change from Proverbs thirty one to Lizzo to Wap to things like that? Why are those things seriously? Why are those things empowering us? Why doesn't I mean, they this why empower us? Relationships
0: when we're so materialistic and so exactly. shallow, and surface level.
1: Exactly. I was yeah. I was talking to my mom because I currently am single, and I was telling I was telling my mom I was like, "Mommy, like." It just seems Mama. like <laughs> like mother, <Mama>. mother, Mommy. <laughs> y'all, <laughs> low key, low... no high key. Actually, my mom is definitely my best friend. But <laughs> I, I was telling her, I was like, "Mommy, like, I." It seems like it's just so hard to find godly men, you know. And then you the think same the thing church, though, it's kind yes. of weird sometimes. Yes, it's so true. No offense to men that go to our church, by the way. Yeah, no offense to men at church.
2: No, no offense to them. Are you you (laughs)
0: approaching it is hard to find men who are godly or women who are godly. Like I can attest to it being hard to find women who are godly. Like you two were um, considered a minority when I was in the year. Like most of the girls I talked to were really just, you know, obviously they're young. This was like. Two or three years ago. So I was in youth as well. So and nobody gets cases, But um, it was just like girls who were focused on school or their friends. And I was like, well, you're clearly not mature enough to have a relationship. And there's like one girl who's like, oh, I'd love to be a stay-at-home mom. And would totally stop the whole route. Really? But that it worked out. But
2: I thought it would be like every little girl's dream to have kids.
0: Not in the youth. This right? is in the church. So I, yeah. I agree with you guys. It's hard within the church now to not find people who f- believe in God or persist in God. Like it says in the Bible. I don't know where I'm paraphrasing it. You can look it up though, and you'll definitely find the verse. It's like um, the the wicked fall when calamity comes, but the righteous may fall seven times, or and you know, they still get up. Basically, I'm oh, that's
1: that's progress. It. Yeah. yeah, but,
0: but it's basically be, the, the righteous will fall, fall, but they yeah. get up. And we see a lot of men in the church, and. I don't know if they're saying they're necessarily getting up, but I think there needs to be more openness on... I don't know about the women's side, but I know on the men's side, there needs to be more openness on struggles and whatnot so we can have that community, so we can all keep each other accountable.
1: Even women, though. Like, I feel like sometimes we get in this sense of, like... Cattiness. Uh, not, not even cattiness. Whoa. Just <laughs> women, we... Not we. I mean, I don't know. I try not to, but okay. it's just... In our society, women are... I know people say women are empowered, blah 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 blah. It's all it's all a challenge. It's all a game empowerment. Yeah, exactly. It's it's all a game at the end of the day, unfortunately. Between a lot of women. Oh, she has this boyfriend. Look at my boyfriend. Look at my clothes. Look at all the things. So it is a it is a what is it called? It's a competition, is what it is between women. It is.
0: I think it's <laughs> funny you said she, she has, has this boyfriend, boyfriend. Look at mine. That's like women finding femininity and masculinity. And you can't do that because without that boy, is she a woman? You know what I mean? So like, that's also why it's important.
2: That's oh. you know what I'm trying to say. It's like it's like saying that's sad. It.
0: I know, but think about it. Like for a man, if they have a really nice looking woman, you know they feel like they're a man. But without that woman, are they a man? So that's that's why it's high yeah. to masculinity and femininity and femininity and masculinity. And I know it's a lot of itities, but I hope that makes sense to you guys. Say
1: so, y'all, God is no itity. God is just God. You define God. yourself like God You define yourself by the Lord, and it's it, it's it fills your heart, man. It's You're a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 7. Five seventeen, yeah, okay. yeah, right, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's Second Corinthians five seventeen, where it says it says that I am, I am a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, new has come. Right. Yeah, I mean. all things become, there become new. There we go. All things become new. new. Thank you, Isabella. You're <laughs>
0: I could totally bounce off. If no. Well,
2: you thing. go bounce off first because I know you have, have something to so, share. I think it's funny
0: that we're talking about the media and sexualization of things. And shows, cartoons, even in like Disney Channel. I'm sorry about Disney Channel, but like they're they going way off tangent here. I miss um. Oh really? Energy.
2: Did you have bad Oh my gosh! I didn't even know. Yeah. Crazy. People don't realize
0: that there is a Baymax episode where he's going to look for tampons, and a transgender dude's like, "Oh, I use these tampons <laughs> in a deep. That hole. doesn't
2: make any sense. It doesn't.
0: It doesn't because he's literally a dude. Yeah, that look, doesn't it, make
2: any sense. <laughs> but
0: it's in the Baymax uh, small series or mini series Disney Plus. There's also a uh, thing on Disney Plus where they're like, "Black people or slavery built this country." It's like. Asking for reparations and whatnot. It's on Disney Plus. Look it up. There's look it up online. Look up um, slavery oh, built this country. no, that's online.
2: Fine. I think because that's the Proud Family. family. I no, think no, they did um, a little. But it's
0: through Disney. Yes, yes it is. is. So look it up, and you could find it. The Baymax one, the the slavery built this country. Look up like those Disney small films or whatnot, and you could find it. Mm-hmm. But with that saying, and how women are more like, oh, I am empowering myself by sleeping with multiple or just sleeping around. We also see that influence besides in social media. But the stats show right here that um, mobile devices and social media rose sharply into 2010. So from 2010, we went from about, let's just say, cell phone and Internet being around 80 percent to almost being 90 to 96 percent usage of everybody in the U.S. So we see a spike in that. And if everybody's using it and this is what we're feeding everybody, especially our kids, because I see a lot of days parents just throw the tablet at their kids or like, leave me alone. I'm going to go like a mom would be like really tired and we get it. Or dads. Oh, but it's yeah. like, here, watch a tablet. Watch YouTube. Kids, watch this. I'm going to go do this. But the devices are feeding them stuff. Like, I don't know how many times I've been on YouTube and I see ads now. It's like, are you gay? Find out here. Or like, there's weird games, play or whatnot. Yep. But we see it pushed on our kids and in social media and there's no supervision of it. And we wonder why things happen or people turn out so shallow or we view our... um. You our important or what we offer in our material, like possessions, or what we offer physically. That's all I gotta say.
2: <laughs> that's a that's a nice bounce off. And if you <laughs> don't mind, if I backtrack a little bit okay, okay, where we talk, yeah, we, yeah. yeah, talking about commitment is talking about why it's so hard. Well, why it's so easy to not commit as a couple anymore? It's like we don't have to get married. You could just cohabitate, cohabitate. Mm-hmm. Habitate is that like? Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then, um, and then or just leave and quote unquote divorce like you said. Mm-hmm. But one of the many reasons, um, it's so easy to not commit is because you have abortion. If something accidentally happens, mm-hmm. it's so heavily promoted that the. the it's what
0: your U.S. tax dollars are paying for, guys.
2: That it's just a clump of cells in your, in your belly mm-hmm. when it's literally sneezing, at sixty weeks
0: all i gotta say is if it's just a clump of cells and it's not a living thing why do you need to remove it something that is not living does not need to be removed Mm I mean, think about it um if you plant like okay you don't need to remove something that's not growing like i'm trying to think about something that grows that doesn't grow in a human
1: Mm -hmm. a plant yeah, like
0: I'm trying to think about it. If <laughs> it it's not a Like a thing, parasite. Why would you need to remove it? It's not growing. The reason why you need to remove it is because it grows in you, and showing that it's a living thing. Because mm-hmm. if it was growing, it has to be living in some sense. People are like, "Oh, it's just a clump of cells." Well, well yeah, but it's a clump of cells that are growing, and that even if DNA. you,
2: if uh, by some miracle you found it, the the like two days after conception, well, somehow, by, somehow some way, and you said, oh, it's just a couple of cells, still, that has the potential for life. It's like, would you, if someone was on a um, a bed in a hospital, and they were in a coma, but they were still very much alive, and it was the first day they were in the coma, and you just found out about it, it was the day of, and you're like, oh, this person is going to wake up in six, month, six months for sure. You'd be like, oh, Pull I... Pull the plug. Would you pull the plug? Sucks to be No, you. because they have the potential. You know they're going to be alive. You know it's the potential for life. And you know by pulling the plug, you're you're taking away that life.
0: Not to one-up you, but I got a better one. If you're
2: making
0: cake, if you're making cake. cake and you put it in the oven and it's, say it's set for 30 minutes and you pull it out in 15 and you throw it on the floor and splatter it everywhere. And you're like, why'd you do that? It's so my cake. And he's like, it's not cake. And you're like, well, it wasn't cake yet. It needed 15 more minutes to make. It's still cake either way. It's just cake at a different stage of its growing process. So whether it's barely put in the oven, 15 minutes in, or even 29 minutes in or 30 minutes for that, there's people are actually raising it to where they could abort it after the child's out which
2: is oh great talking talking to
1: you new york talking to you (laughs) yeah
2: it's it's crazy to
0: even think about that disgusting but if i pull a cake out early or even before it's about to be fully done and i throw it all over the floor and splatter it and somebody's like why'd you do that in my cake and i tell them it wasn't cake it's not cake it didn't reach 15 minutes yet or didn't reach 30 minutes yet it doesn't matter how long the cake needed to be in there. It's still cake either way.
1: Yeah, and that's important, right? This whole this. Oh, 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 by the way, I love your guys's analogies. I'm like living for analogies. Um, but I just you're... Like you're
0: throwing the cake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like this cake sucks
0: because they just tear the, the baby apart <laughs> and no. get too big. Yeah. Like they literally. But
1: if you think about it and remind ourselves, that's a real baby. Now, let's go back. Want, um... Let's let's.
0: The, it's what, what it's so this? graphic What,
1: what they
2: do? No, what do, do they call it when they
0: show you the baby?
1: Ultrasound Yeah, yeah that's we why
0: they want ultrasounds, ultrasounds. Because mm-hmm. most women who see ultrasounds will want to keep the baby Because they yeah. see that life and they, s- they build that connection yeah. Exactly yeah.
1: So, if you think about it that way And you think about, man, when you get pregnant That's your baby Like, that's a baby, right? So, let's say So then, going back to relationships As far as that is concerned If women had that sense and If we really we I mean women in general really understood that I mean for Pete's sake you have sex You're, you're gonna have a baby, you know, like that's just part of it. it It's not like it's this random thing and the world society tells you it's okay if you cohabitate. It's okay It's okay if you live together. It's okay if you know if these things happen and whatever It's
0: you stats are important for whenever you're done. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah <laughs> off what you're saying, so keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, no, no, you're good. Um, You know, and people say like, oh, yeah, it's okay if we do all these things. But then the same people that are cohabitating, they're getting, unfortunately, a lot of them are getting abortions. And if they're not, and they're having their kids out of wedlock, those kids possibly may grow up without their dad, Without without their mom.
0: Those are vital to a family structure. Yes,
1: and people are playing house and they're playing as if these things don't matter. The Bible clearly states, we need to wait that the marriage bed is sacred, you know? Oh yeah. And like, we need to keep
0: it. Do you really? (laughs) Right?
1: I I forgot where it is.
0: I try to sticky note them on my wall and read them from time to time because it's like, I need to read them more now, but I used to read them a little bit more and like rehearse them. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. The marriage bed is sacred and like you shouldn't yes. defile it. So everyone.
1: then why are you playing house? And that goes for Christians too. Christians that are living together, Christian couples really think about it. Is this really pleasing to the Lord? Is this really is this really what God wants from us?
0: Even for like non, just for like the non-Christian or non-believer. Yeah. Why would you want to pretend to be with somebody who's not going to commit to you? Like do you re- are you really that desperate? I'm just, that's all I got to ask you guys, but you're right. There is a wide acceptance of it. So let me show you these percentages. Uh, there's a wide acceptance of cohabitation, even as Americans see societal benefits in marriage. So it says, so this is like a, out of a hundred percent, eight, 16% say that cohabitation is okay. If they plan to get married, 14% say it's never acceptable. And 69% say, even if they don't get married, it's okay. So we see an acceptance across the board. So we see a grow and hook cohabitation, but we see an acceptance of it. And it is accepted. I talk to people at work and they're like, oh, well, just, you know, like, I know people that when I ask them, why aren't you married? They're like, oh, what's this, this or that? But I'm like, yeah, but you're not committing. Like, if you guys are playing house, why not just get married? Like, seriously, what is so hard about putting a ring on somebody? I mean, it doesn't even have to be an expensive ring. You don't even have to have a ring. What's so hard about marrying somebody? It's literally signing a paper now, if you're doing it. Outside of God. But like.
1: And you get tax, tax benefits. benefits.
0: Yeah. Like why. why <laughs> what's Guys. So, don't
1: forget about the tax Why benefit.
0: would you want to commit. To somebody that you supposedly love. If you love somebody. You should be able to commit to them. And make that sacrifice. Because yeah. love isn't a feeling. It's an action. I could feel sad or happy. I'm still loving the person I choose to love. Whether I feel certain way.
1: Yeah. And beyond that. And adding to that. People think that marriage. Is just this thing. That they can just divorce from. That it's like. Oh yeah. We can do it. And then later they're like, you know what? Actually, I'm not feeling it. And then, like, they get married twice. Three times. Mm. Four times. Yeah. Like, that happens. And that's happening more and more.
0: There is a rise on uh, second-time marriages, remarriages mm-hmm. with kids. I'll go back to the statistics. <laughs> I don't even have to. But there is a rise in it where there's remarriages and there's kids within both that are rising.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why? Because... Like we've been saying this entire time, people are playing house. They're saying, oh yeah, so then once you do get married, then you're like, you know what? This is not gonna work. When the Bible clearly states that unless if, you know, I mean, of course, uh, we're not saying, please, please get out of a toxic relationship, Christian or not, please, please do. You know, that that's not, that the word, <laughs> there is grace for sure. But as I, I'm gonna say, just speaking as a Christian, when there are problems in the marriage and i've seen that like i said in my own parents marriage man, working on it with the lord not by yourselves with god and fighting whatever is going on with the lord oh my goodness it it, it's so beautiful because you're watering that flower you're you're that flower starts to die and then you're just letting it die but a good gardener knows how to bring it back to life god is that gardener and we have to let god Bring that flower, that relationship back to life. Only if we allow him to, though.
0: Sorry for making weird faces. Okay, <laughs> so you are mentioning the flower. The grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it.
1: Ooh, so yeah, like, think about
0: true. it. Marriage isn't better when you're looking at somebody else's. It's better when you decide to nurture and cherish your own. Think about it. Their marriage is probably good because they're choosing to work on theirs instead of looking at everybody else's. The grass is greener when you water it. Not on another side because that's not your grass. It's greener where you decide to nurture and grow it and water it and spend time. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they're saying.
2: You're only going to see the worst parts of someone if you know them really, really well. And for example, those women that you meet at the office—they're just so pretty and so nice to you. They're so much nicer than your wife at home. And your wife at home can't even d- meet your needs, your basic needs. When she she's always blames you on like what um on she's tired of. She takes care of the kids all day and then she goes straight to bed as soon as she gets home. And she can't meet your needs when you come home from work. Well, that's just because you know each other so well already that the wife, at, that the girl at work, Seems so much more appealing because you have no idea how bad that her problems are going to be. And she doesn't even you, know how bad yours are. And she doesn't even know how bad you are. You're seeing the best parts of each other, and that's why
1: people fall into temptations mm-hmm.
0: or remarriages. They're like, "Well, I'm happier with this person." No, you're not happier. The person just doesn't know you yet. Yeah, exactly. Like, that
1: or people fall out of love. You can't fall out of love. You
0: choose to not love each other.
1: Exactly. Love isn't a
0: feeling. It's an action.
1: You choose it. Sometimes people aren't meant for each other, and that's okay. That's up to the Lord and for you to discern. But another sense, when you're already married, you're like, you know, I'm just not in love with you anymore. You chose that. You got to stick with the. It's your decision. Exactly. You choose to love that person.
0: There's less commitment, there's more cohabitation, there's less marriages, but the difference is about 7%. And that's not even a lot. There's more rise in materialistic things, especially in the rise in mobile devices and social media, which could be influencing not only people, uh, relationships, but think about it. All that influence right there is affecting children, marriages, cohabitants. And we're seeing that people who are committing or not even committing but playing house are doing it for the wrong reasons. They're not doing it because they're in love. They're doing it because it's easier. They're doing it for themselves. And ultimately, that's what it is across the board. People are doing things for themselves rather than for people. And love is not a feeling; it's an action. And they wonder why people don't love each other. It's because they're they're not really saying they love. They're saying I feel, I feel, and they're not. They're not. Love's an action. Yes, Isabella.
2: I'll say it really quick because I don't want to go too much in a tangent. But I feel like one way is social media has affected my relationship as I see all these idealized couples on on Instagram and I think the wow Yeah, the expectation that oh I want Anthony to swing me around as soon as he gets home. Maybe that's not the way he loves me best.
0: Yeah, most of them just want to sit on the couch when I get home.
2: <laughs> Some food. Maybe so. The way he loves me best is by um buying me dinner and giving me cuddles before a movie. The uh, and when I set unrealistic expectations of him by watching social media, I never get to see their worst problems, yeah. and my relationship could be so much better than theirs. And we, I don't because eat. they don't
0: put their bad stuff out there. Nobody puts their bad stuff on social media, which is also exactly. why social media is bad because everybody's having a false expectation. Like if I look at any of your guys' profiles, if you have them, let's. Just Say, I like any of you guys, but I like her. But, um, <laughs> let's just say I'm looking at a girl's profile or a guy's. Yeah, I'm not like if I was a girl, but well, if I'm looking at it, I'm like, Oh, you like this, this, and that, you're like this, this, and that. I'm creating all these false expectations and realities of you, and then I see you, and you're not those things, and the real comes out. with social media, you get to curate what you're showing people, and that's why it's also bad. And they're just false expectations. You think, Oh, well, why can I be like theirs? But you're not seeing their complete relationship, you're seeing a snippet or a clip or a photo of it. So, I think it's important. You know, people are just being fake on social media, usually. Yeah. Alrighty guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We have Isabel here. Hey. Uh, is there any way people want to contact you, maybe for art-related reasons?
2: Yeah. I'm a freelance artist, and um, my Instagram is at ISIE underscore illustrates. And I have my website in my bio, and you can get my prints there. And uh, how about you, Yuvia? What's, do you have anything you're trying
1: to promote? Well, I wanted to take a second to say thank you to Anthony and to Isabella. It has been such a blessing and a pleasure to be a part of the podcast today. Thank you. All righty,
0: guys. We hope you learned a lot today. We'll see you next time. Let's stay booked for God.
1: <laughs> God bless you. <laughs>